All right, so we are back, and we have Mr. Basketball's back with us. Steven's been out for a while. We haven't had his uh, expertise with that. There's also, I wanted to bring up, but uh, we haven't talked about this, the Grey Cup tomorrow, the Canadian Football Championship. Mm. So we don't want to miss out on that. It's big. That's why we're doing it. it. Who's in the Grey Cup, Stephen? The, Winnipeg, the, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They're, they're no longer the, oh, wait, never mind. Against never mind. the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So oh, you just want to be. Were you going to say the Winnipeg Jets? I'm always going to say the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Jets. Jets. I, yes. I, I, or, uh, but there's two great players the, uh, who played in Canadian football. Well, there's more. Well, there's been a couple, right? Doug Flutie. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. But let's not forget Warren Moon. Warren also Moon, played. of course. He Johnny played. Manziel. He did. He went to the Canadian football. He, he did for a little bit. <laughs> Johnny Manziel. We can't okay. forget him. So we'll be talking about that. That's the big Didn't stuff. Chris Carter's kid playing in uh He might he have. Played Canadian he might football. have. He might have. Uh, but I know, it, and I said Mr. Basketball is here, but I, I want to start, Stephen, because you are a New York Giants loyalist. Mm, yeah. You are a... Die Hard, you were an Eli yeah. supporter. Uh-huh. Just give me a little your take on what's wrong and what can we do to fix it's the New York Giants. The rod is so deep that, like, I mean, Mara has to start over. I know he's not going to sell the team, but the rod is that deep where he's got a clean house, right? Um, I don't know how Gettleman still has a job. If you look at his record, it's... His whole thing was he was going to fix the offensive line. Right. And the offensive line is still... Right. It's the same. That's the same. They still have the worst, one of the worst, if not the worst offensive lines. Um, Look, I want to be critical of of Daniel Jones, and I have been. Right. Um, But I also, you have to say that, like, he might be somebody who's ruined... um, just like you remember uh, David Carr was because he played behind that horrible Texans offensive line. Like he got sacked, I, like, sacked like 70 times. Set the, he NFL set the record, record at the time. It was amazing how and many so times it, that guy got sacked. It's obviously a little different. It's not that terrible, but I can't really fairly evaluate But that him. was an expansion team. That was an expansion team. This is a team that's been around for like 100 and years or so. I just don't think that... <clears throat> I think that the Super Bowls in the not so distant past, even though this year will be a decade from right. that last Super Bowl, um, I think the record since then is glossed over because the Giants are still given some benefit of the doubt as the model fran- as a model franchise. But right. if you look at their record in the decade since that Super Bowl, it's in like the bottom five. They're in there with the Browns, the Jaguars. They're in there with the Bengals, the Jets. Some of the worst franchises in the league and they're not looked at as that type of a joke franchise i think because the name of the giants and you know you have bill parcells and you have you know the a lot of greats who have played like you think of the giants as a model organization and they're just it it does not match to what the it's been you know they hung on to coughlin too long and i was his biggest defender for his career but they probably held on to him too long and I'll say something that'll probably offend Mikey, but Ben McAdoo did the hard thing in benching Eli. I don't think he did it the right way, right, and that right. was his ultimately his undoing mm-hmm. because he got fired after two seasons right. because of the Eli situation. He benched him to end his streak just to put him back in the next week. He didn't handle that correctly. Yeah, Going I mean, back in 2017. But like to to that credit, too, he benched him for. Well, uh, for Geno Smith, Gino Smith for not a, yeah, and the backup Jets quarterback. Not, that's why I hate it I agreed, more. So agreed. And if I'm they not, had Daniel Jones at the time, it might have been the smarter move. Exactly. But what I mean, he handled that situation wrong. 
but he was right to realize that Eli was done at that point. And they held on to him for a whole nother season when he clearly wasn't up, you know, ready for it. And then, so they get rid of McAdoo, who did make the playoffs. Right. They get rid of him. They bring in Pat Shermer. Right. I was just going to say, their coaching hires have been just as bad as They're their terrible. player hire. You know, they get a, their, their player drafting. And, they, and, they, they haven't done well either way. And, and, and not, to, not to defend Ben McAdoo, because I'm not saying he was a good coach. No. But he's the only guy since the Super Bowl to take the Giants to the playoffs, right. and they canned him in two seasons. Is he working anywhere? La- I think last year he was with the Jaguars as like an, a quarterback oh, okay. coach or something. Okay. But I don't know where he is now. Well, it's weird you're the coach of the New York Giants. And, and you can't and, find anything. And then you work in Green Bay and, and you and can't get a job. To, to his, again, to his defense, he's the only guy to take the Giants to the playoffs since the Super Bowl. Right. Um, but again, and that, like overall, I think he was a bad coach. But then they hire Pat Shermer, who's was nine and twenty three with the Browns and nine and twenty three with the Giants. Right. And you bring in Joe Judge, who clearly is not up for the job. Mm-hmm. I don't get why uh, Giants. I get that he connects maybe with the maybe South Jersey, Jersey, South Jersey yeah, exactly. maybe uh, you know Outer Borough, New York, right. maybe you know. Uh, working class, like Giants, you, you can kind of associate with like kind of a working class fan base. Maybe he has a vernacular that people like, and and he's relatable. But he's not up for this job. His record is te- it speaks for itself. And let me put it to I'll cap it here before we go wherever you want to take it, Dad. But there are three, there are four teams in the NFC East. Right. Three of which are still in the playoff hunt, and the other is the Giants. That's right. And they cannot figure this out. They can, and, and I'm I'm over it. Right. I want them to. Gettleman has to. I I don't like calling for people's job, but Gettleman's yeah. whole thing was he was going to rebuild the Giants, make them. When the Giants are good, they always have a good offensive line and a good defensive line. Right. When they won the two Super Bowls, when they won the Super Bowls in the '80s, good offensive line, great defensive line. He was supposed to bring that back, and he hasn't gotten it right. There's got to be an attitude. That they don't have in that. They're, they're not an offensive team. They're not a defensive team, the Giants. Like, if you, you don't mind if you see progress on one side of the ball or the other. The problem is you're not seeing it on either side. And Saying, well, the defense, like even in the 70s, the Giants had a decent defense, but they were out there all the time because their offense was pitiful. Mm-hmm. They got better over time, the, 80, the late 80s, the 90s, when they started winning, you know, and, and getting back to what the Giants were in the mm-hmm. 40s and 50s and whatever. Now you don't know, and you've got to make decisions on, you know, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones. What do you do with these guys? You're going to pay a ton of money for a second contract for Saquon Barkley? No knock on, but the guy gets hurt. But they, the thing is, too, what, what hurts me about Saquon Barkley, and this is not on him at all. No. For a team, I think, that had two wins his rookie year. Yeah. The amount of touches they gave him when oh, the season was over. Incredible. And he had a phenomenal season, and he is a phenomenal player. Right. What they did to him to continue to run him into the ground for a season that didn't mean anything, they ruined his career. Because the next year, he was not the same player. He still had a good year, but he missed a couple games. Then the year after that, he missed almost the whole season. Year after that, missed almost the whole season. And he's just not that guy who he was his rookie year. And they ruined him. They put him... And no matter how many yards he had his rookie year, add... 500 to it because he had to make people miss just oh, to get was, back to the line. It was incredible. so, And that's the thing, what you were saying, too. You're going to draft a running back so high up in the draft at that two. you've got to get your offensive line to protect him and your quarterback. The two, you know, if you 
spent all that time and resources to drafting him too. Then you bring in a quarterback who is, you know, arguably the most important position it is yeah, on the team. Is. Let's let, you, know, you ask the defensive is. guys, they're like, no, but, you know, let's be honest about it. And you're not protecting either one. No. So what you've done is you've just said, we've got a quarterback, we've got a, a running back, but we have no offensive line to protect. We have got no weapons. They, they just... They get Galladay, which I thought was a big mistake. They guy's hurt. And Galladay's a good player. He's a good player, but he's not an every week player. He misses two games, he's back. He misses a game, he's back. You can't have that. There's no continuity with that. Team. And I could justify None. making the move to get him, but to spend all the money no. that you did. And look, it's not my money, but you well, want to see production if you're going to pay that. But it all starts from the inside out. If your offensive line's not good, like we said, the quarterback is not going to be as good. You put... Aaron Rodgers in front of that Giants line, he's still not going to be Aaron Rodgers because no. you can't be. No. You can't. And look, you 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 brought it up earlier. You want to see at least some incremental improvements. Somewhere. The one, the if I did have any bit of hope going into this season, it was that the Giants had a good defense last right. year. Right, right. And that, that, that defense was really good last year. Right. Um, and this year it's not. They've taken a step back. Well, the defense have, is moribund and has been it for seems a like decade. They have four defensive tackles and no defensive ends on that. They, they get no pass right. rush. They no get no rush. no rush. I know you're supposed to get up the middle, but you also need like an outside presence, you know, to look at how good Michigan is this year with with the the guy that's up for the uh, one of the Heisman, Aiden Hutchinson, and what he did with you know the Michigan defense. When you're getting that play from the outside, then he's got nowhere to go. He can't step up because you've got a good rush coming at you, and they can't go outside because you've got a guy coming on around the end. They have nothing like that. They don't fear you on defense, though. They, no. There's, there's no fear like, oh, we've got to like worry about Micah Parsons, who's now with the Cowboys. And they didn't guy. take him. And they they could have take taken him. him. They could have taken him, but then they moved down to get an extra pick, which... Mm-hmm. Is what's going to probably only help them this year. They got like five or right, six. They do the way have, now. They do have right. some. They so, have very good draft picks coming up, but are they going to draft the right people and who's going to be there? And the, the silver lining is to me, and this is why they have to move on here, is because they are going to go into the first round with two high first round picks. Absolutely. Because the Bears are not good, and that's the pick that they got from this year. Right. And they're not good. So no, they're going to have two good. top 10 picks. I have no faith that Gettleman is going to get it right. And no. again, I don't like calling for people's jobs. No. He did a fine job in Carolina because he got Cam Newton. Right. And I get that he has the 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 um the pedigree with the organization. He was in I believe he was in the front office. He had a front office job right. with the Giants and that's how he got the GM job right. in Carolina. Right. But I have no faith that he is the guy to get it right. And no. I have well, less given him time to do it. They've given him plenty of time. Hey, stupid and, question. Who, what is Gettleman's job? He's general, general manager. manager. General manager. General manager. So he's the GM of, G- the, yeah. of the team. So he's the guy that's that's Mixed, made yeah. all these personnel decisions that have been. Look, Daniel Jones has flashed, but you have no. I have just as much belief that Daniel Jones can be a franchise quarterback as if you were a Jets fan watching Sam Darnold. Right. And I, I, you know, I. For a while, I thought maybe it was just the Jets, but then you watch some of the, the Panthers, and you realize this year that Darnold. Is not a starting NFL quarterback. He did the same things when he was at USC, Donald. Right. He, the pick came out of nowhere. He's moving the team, and all of a sudden, he just makes this. What throw was that? And I it's mean, the same thing with Daniel Jones. He makes some throws that I'm like, nobody else can make those no. throws. That's an amazing throw he made. But right. then he does something else where 
He, the sack fumbles that kill drives. And, and, you, and to go back to Judge, why I have to put this on a head coach, there are games that they lose because of dumb penalties. How about that Thursday night football game, week two? Yeah. How many dumb penalties? How many? They literally picked every single way to lose a football game. They wound up losing that game to the Washington football right. team. Right. They start off very slow too, coming out. Like Always. The Giants, like they're they're zero and three. They're all for. They're already three games, they, or four games out. They in haven't September been and above five hundred. So even one and zero or two and one, I think in five seasons. Yeah. The, they're always like, we have to win. This is the must game in September because you're 0-3 already. It, it, it's, it puts you really behind the eight ball at this point, and, it, it's, and they can't dig out of it. And last year, what ticked me off too is, oh, the Eagles, had they played hard? You had chances to win football games. You didn't win. Why are you blaming another team? You were six and ten. You had no reason to be right. in the playoffs. I mean, it, it, there's no reason. Absolutely that would have been. None. Correct me if I'm wrong. Would that not have been the worst? I, I, I know a couple seven and nine teams. Yeah, had made six the and playoffs. ten would have been a six the, and ten team. I don't think it ever. Made and would, the they playoffs. don't deserve to be in it. That's no. the other thing. You, you can't rely on another team to get you in. Okay, if it's you're eleven and five, now would be you know eleven and six because of the seventeenth game. But whatever, then you could be like ticked off, or whatever you know. But not at six and ten. Six and ten. I mean, you come can't on. rely on other teams. And I don't know. The the other thing that got me too with the Giants is you fire Jason Garrett mm-hmm. because your offense is not doing anything. Oh my goodness! And what are they doing now? Thirteen points. They bring in game. the great offensive mind of who that who is the offensive coordinator right now? Uh, Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. Right. That is the solution. And they're no better. No. Because the players aren't good. No. Doesn't matter what you come up. You can come up with a thousand schemes, but if you don't have the players to play that and to and to protect your quarterback, you're not going to win. So within reason, though, let's say they do move on. If you could pick anybody to be the head coach, if you could pick anybody within reason, I know right. you love John Harbaugh, and if you could make him czar of your football, that would be him. But if you could, like within mm. reason, with well, the candidates have a, available, it'd have to be an assistant. You would rather like an NFL OC than like a college DC. Or I don't maybe, know if I could, or like a excuse me, a college head coach. College I mean. head coach. Like I just mean like anybody within reason, of course. That like you know who might be a candidate. Well, I've got a couple of people that I want to talk about <clears throat> might get other jobs too if the Giants' job opens up. I'd like to see Byron Leftwich. I would love Byron Leftwich. I think he's very very good because he's a little you know he he knows the offense what he's done with Brady. Yeah, he's he's morphed to whatever like they were doing before and then Brady gets there and he can able to, and for Brady to listen to him yes and not come in and say yes. I'm not doing that yes. we're going to run this that he can work with Brady like that then he shows he can work with anybody yes so someone like that I think that'll be a presence to come into the yes. team and get something better if you're going to yes. keep Daniel Jones you got to work with this guy and say look I work with Brady we can do this I like to see left, which I think he'd be a good good pick for them uh, to come in. But are they going to make that move? Are they going to keep Joe? Right. Judge? I mean, they, like That's I have no thing. faith that they're going to do it. Right. Because coaching may not even be like he's not going to change that team overnight anyway. Because you still have to deal with we need offensive line help. Right. What are we doing with Jones? He's not, and like I said, they're not solid on either side. Where no. I can rely on my defense to keep us close. When you're only scoring 13 points in a league that teams are averaging 28, 30 points, whatever it is, the Giants are on the bottom end of that too, which is and is crazy to me. There's I, no I kn- reason for I that. I know he has a lot of talent in Tampa Bay, 
to call an offense. But when you watch it, he finds – sometimes when you have so many good players, you right. really have a task of getting everyone involved. And he, he gets did. Chris Godwin involved in the run game if he's not getting enough – like he's creative in the, the whole in offensive the scheme, he the way calls. they do it. And to your, to your point, right – Brady clearly listens to him. Yes. When he goes over to the sidelines, there's a good like, and that's a leadership skill coming from a guy who was a first round quarterback himself, Byron Leftwich, who's oh, yeah. around the same age. I want to say he was either in the same draft or a year or two before or after. Yeah, yeah. Tom very Brady. Very close in age. They're Brady. close in age for Brady to confide in him. That's a leadership trait yeah. that I think uh, the Giants have been missing, and he's creative. And if I could pick anybody, it would be Byron Leftwich. But I would also look at the defensive coordinator of Arizona, uh, Vance Joseph. He was given a year with Denver yeah. a couple yeah. years ago. Look the way he turned around the the, the Cardinals' defense, um, yeah. and maybe uh, Eric Bieniemy or um, Kellen Moore. One, if I, you know, right. those to me. Kellen Moore, really young. I don't know if the Giants would take that. that but it risk. would be great to the take Cowboys. him from the Cowboys. Oh yeah, I don't know if the Cowboys would the let, Cowboys. Him, let him go from that. But because they they don't, Giants seem to go for a certain type yes. of person. Yes, and we want this yes. Blue, you know, we got Parcells, we got Coughlin, discipline. This team's not lacking discipline. It's just lacking yes. talent. That's the thing. You don't need to get these guys. Like Coughlin had to come in and change culture. Where Joe Judge is, okay, now show us what you can do with what you have. You've made these splashes and signing these players, and they're coming in, and yep. you drafted Tony from Florida, and we were, offense is going to – they're stagnant. It's, it's, you're watching 70s Giants football on offense. It's, it's pathetic. It really, really is pathetic. like some of the problems the Rangers well, seemingly used to have, where it was the, that discipline and coaching, like your Tom Rainey's right. and all that kind of stuff, and then the – the, the logic being like it was always a very blue collar kind of grinder. Right. But like, like uh, I don't know if the comparison. But you went younger and talented. You know what I mean? You got, you got good draft. But the, what the Rangers did, what the Giants haven't done, is they're loaded with talent. Am mm-hmm. I right? I mean, you look at what they that, that changed in, and Mike can probably speak to this better. Like after the Rennie era, after the Tortorella era, they their their scouting became a lot better. Their their coaching staff. They had really right. some right. really great assistant coaches, scouts, European scouts, people who really were not afraid to build the team up from whole cloth. And and that's the thing I was saying earlier with the Giants. They need a they need a they need a wall to wall rebuild. Absolutely. And they need they to me that's why Gettleman and Judge have to go. Well, you can't keep you one and the other. You well, got no, they you both can't have to go. do that. Get a new GM. Get a new right. Let them pick the head coach and let them let tie their faith fates together. Right. Have a GM who says this is the way I want to build a team, and I'm going to hire a coach that could coach that kind of a team. It has to be. There has to be some alignment here. Right. That There's- where they'll, they'll try to. They had. I don't remember the exact timeline, but I believe that Gettleman came in at the end of the McAdoo era, yes, and then he gave him right. a year, and then right. he brought in his own guy, and then yeah. somehow Shermer wasn't his fault, even though he hired Shermer, <laughs> yeah. and then now Joe Judge, like well, that's this just, is this it, is, and, and they hired. I'm sorry, they, no, they hired because I want to touch on the point. I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. Go ahead. They're going for that. I feel like with the Judge hire, they were going with the Coughlin. Yeah. I'm going to discipline you, guy, because that's what they think that the Giants and always the New England needed. tree. The New England tree. That's, he was next to Belichick a, at one right. point. But, He's a special teams guy. 
you know, you look at Harbaugh in Baltimore. He was a special teams guy. He had this. Right. He could do things like that. But it's a different, it's a totally different personality the way it's going here. And if you're going to bring in a new GM, all he's going to say is, well, I didn't hire, if you keep this, I didn't hire him. I didn't hire a judge. So if he's not doing well, it's not my fault. Right. You know what I mean? You want somebody who's going to feel like, well, here, there's, I have my scapegoat. So mm-hmm. even if the GM's not doing a great job, you can say, well, I didn't I didn't bring Judge right. in here. So then you're like right. stuck with Judge after a year or two years. Then the new GM can bring in somebody he wants. And then if he's bad, he can say, well, then he goes. And then what do you do with the coach? It's like a certain, you have to have it. If you're going to get rid of Gettleman, which you, I think you are, then Judge might have to bite the bullet and go. But then you're then now you're starting from square one again mm-hmm. with the team that but you'll you'll bite the bullet if they bring somebody in that's good right that that's going to be hopefully that's going to bring a little life into it and I think something like Leftwich could do that because you're not going anywhere now you're spinning your wheels and everybody's better in that division everybody everybody again and the they Cal- got Taylor Heineke running the Washington football team and the kid is like he's 29, 20, 30 years old whatever but there's life with that team. Can you can we give Ron Rivera some credit yeah, Ron here? Ron Rivera, cancer guy had survivor, cancer. God bless the man. He he, uh, you know, talk about that, changing a culture of a football. Team. He's got them in the playoff hunt two 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 years in a row. I know last year they won a division under five hundred. Right. But Ron Rivera's teams are always competitive. Right. And you want to talk about? I know that it's a cliche in sports about character and stuff, but there's nobody with better character no, he's than got Ron great Rivera. Car- and that's a guy that doesn't is he played the game? Yes. He was on the 85 Bears, he's was he not? On the 85 Bears. He plays the game, but he leads, but he's not an overbearing. or no. we're do, He's just, he treats these guys like individuals, treats them like men, mm-hmm. and they go out and they play hard for this guy. They could have tanked early, too. They were horrible in the beginning of the season. But they keep, he just said, look, one game at a time. This is how we do it. Now he's got the cachet because he coached before and whatever, but... And he he resisted some of the Cam Newton stuff. Absolutely. He didn't bring him in, and and that's not to knock Cam Newton. I'm glad no, that he's no, got no. another shot. But I just mean like there was calls to bring in Cam right. Newton now, and he he stuck with Heineke, and Heineke's been pretty good. And you know, yep. Look again. There's four teams in the NFC East. Three of them are competitive, and the others the Giants. Yeah. And what like I'm tired of that being the way. It has to yeah, be. Yeah. It's terrible when the season's over before Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's terrible. You were gonna say sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just wondering. What is the chances of this left witch guy ever coming? Is he is he tied in with Brady pretty hard with Brady? Well, I think they got a head coaching job. He would take. Yeah, so, oh, so he's coaching. not a head coach. He's okay. an no, offensive no, no, no. coordinator. He's, he's the offensive coordinator sorry, with yeah, the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so. uh, you know, it's something. Another thing I like about Leftwich, he was an NFL. He was an NFL quarterback. Tough and son of a gun. Too. Tough and a first round pick. And there's a you know. Some quarterbacks who played the game who weren't necessarily great are good coaches. Gary Kubiak won a Super Bowl yep. with the with the Broncos. Yep. Uh, how about Frank Reich in in uh, Indianapolis? In, right, yeah, right. He, he played at Buffalo. How about Doug Peterson? I, you know, I think yep. he might get a he might be in play he's, for a job. You never year. hear about him. And you never hear about him. A couple of years. He won a Super Bowl with Philadelphia. He's a good head coach. So a lot of these guys that played quarterback in the NFL maybe weren't stars. But they tend to be pretty good communicators as as coaches. Sure, and because they've been talked to more than you don't have to teach Michael Jordan. You know exactly. what I mean? He, hard for him to say, just do it. You know, like this right. like I do it. And Byron left, which is tough because he played for Marshall. Yes. And he had like yes. a leg injury. 
and his offensive linemen were carrying him to the huddle on the next play. He didn't want to come out. They were literally picking him up off the ground, bringing him to the line of scrimmage to continue to play because he wanted he didn't want to come out of this this game in, in college. He's a tough sob too. So I think in that way, but he's a communicator, and I think he'd be a good pick for the Giants. But will they do that? I don't know. I don't know. Can I, real, speaking of head coaches, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, everyone. No, I I just go ahead, and I need to talk about the. I need to talk about Marcus Freeman. There you go. New I, to, coach. I, I know you talked a lot about Brian Kelly last episode, but we I, did. And um, you know, I thought I think you did it. I thought you were very nice to Brian Kelly. I was you, trying. You, I don't want to hurt you, anybody. You were, you were restrained, want, right. but and I, I won't rip him either. But Dad, why I want to talk to you about this is because you're the biggest Notre Dame fan. I love, do love and Notre Dame. And you did you did answer a question that I can't disagree with, right? Right. But. Okay, so you asked the question, is Notre Dame in a better spot than when Brian Kelly took it over? Right. Unquestionably, yes. Yes. But has the narrative changed about Notre Dame since he took over? And to me, the reason why Brian Kelly's legacy, even though you did point out he is now the winningest head coach in Notre Dame history, the narrative around Notre Dame is still they're not the big boy program. Do you know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Does that, does, does, so if there is a, a knock on Brian Kelly, right? it's that to me. They can't win the big game. Right? And, and like, unquestionably, Brian Kelly left Notre Dame in a better position than he found it. But his goal was to take it to the next level. Right. And he didn't quite do that because, yes, they're in a better spot. Right. But the, I still feel like, and I'll get to Marcus Freeman in a second, he didn't. Notre Dame is still thought of as a declining power, as a as a power of college football days past. Right. Uh, of 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 something that older college football fans care about, but younger recruits do not. Doesn't mean the same that it was in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Great marketing, not a great team. Exactly. Yeah, a great it's brand. A great brand. That's a great brand. Enter That's exactly. Marcus. Freeman and Dad, I I did I know we talked about it a lot. Yeah, I did not know that he was you were so highly on him even before he was hired. Yeah, I like this guy, I do. But you want to talk about somebody that has given Notre Dame like a PR coup? This could have been the worst time in Notre Dame history. No, absolutely. And because what what's interesting to me is Notre Dame they have, they have finally had happen to them what happens to secondary programs all the time where their head coach leaves. Right. This could have been the final blow oh, to yeah. Notre Dame as you guys are a second-tier program. Yep. Enter Marcus Freeman, mm-hmm. who is young, handsome. He looks like he could be, you know, the look at that guy. He looks like he could be playing like the hotshot lawyer, you know, in a movie no, or something like that. He's got it all. He, he, and and I, I know you talked about the videos too. When he enters that room, yes, and the players go absolutely bonkers for right. him. You can't fake. You cannot fake stuff. that. You fake and it. you remember Brian Kelly earlier in his career, yeah. red faced, oh, screaming at players. They were happy to see him go. Yes. Now think of the opportunity he has right now, Dad. Where they're going to play Oklahoma State, which right. I think they can win that game. And by the way, if he does. That'll be the first time Notre Dame's won a now they call it New major York City. bowl, yeah. New and New I, York six, I think yeah. they have a good shot to do it. Yeah. And who do they open up with, Dad? Ohio Week State. One. They open up Ohio State. State. And and the the reason I want to bring that up is 
if Ryan Day jumps to the NFL, yeah, Ohio State has a chance to potentially slip as the the power in the Midwest of the country. Absolutely, yeah. That Notre Dame can maybe fill. Move in, yeah. You, I agree. You, if, if let's say Ryan Day jumps to the Bears, because I they're probably going to fire Nagy, I, I would assume. You can and there's see been that. some talk that Ryan Day, Justin Fields' head coach, might take that right. position. If Ohio State slips, now Notre Dame becomes the hot program with this new coach, who the players love him. Yeah. He kept Tommy Reese there. What does it say about it's Brian continuity. Kelly? What does it say about Brian Kelly? None of those guys left with him. Yeah, they stayed. This could have been. Brian Kelly left is terrible for Notre Dame, and I feel like people are thrilled for Marcus Freeman. I, I think it's a it was a great great thing that he stayed that he could. And, and originally, I, we had talked about the last one. He was thinking about taking the uh, LSU job, right. but Ed Orgeron was under kind of like you yep. know things going on, so he said, "No, I'm going to take the Notre Dame job mm-hmm. and look at how it works out." Yes, you know what I mean. It just worked out perfectly for Notre Dame. You, you're keeping continuity. You got the head coach now coming in. He's keeping his offensive coordinator. It's worked out perfectly for them. Yes. They, now, when they play in the bowl game, they're not going to have Kyle Hamilton or Kyrie right. Williams. Yes. Which is something I want to bring up to you guys. But are you done? Because I no, I going. just I just wanted to. I, I, no, I, just, I, you, I know you talked about it last episode, but I just I think I'm excited for Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I think where I thought that if this went differently, let's say Brian Kelly left and it was oh my god, right? And he took all the assistance. And I have nothing against Luke Fickle. But I didn't want another Luke Fickle. Yes. Like, just somebody. This guy, when he walks into a room, and not like Luke Fickle's a good coach. Don't, I don't mean it that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. It just seems like Notre Dame got out of the 60s, out of the 50s, and they're now in the 2021s, yes. 2022s now. We're young. We're going to get a, you know, a vibrant coach coming in yes. here rather than the CEO of... Right, like well, Brian Kelly was. Right, not that he's not going to be CEO. I don't mean it that way. No, could, but but it's like you're younger. You're you're just more. You're just like a. You need to give a shot of adrenaline on this team, like you know. And I think you can relate to players and more. Not, not like look, Nick Saban is seventy and still by far the best right. coach in college. So it's not that the age all is matters. No, no. But for a program like Notre Dame, that's just, that's associated with old and a different time when you're to bring in a young guy like him when you're 70 and you're winning yes it's a lot different, different when different. you're 70 and you're not winning a big game and there's almost like a i don't want to say a cult around nick saban but i have no knowledge really of college football but i know who nick saban is yeah. he's this frightening the coach. affleck guy yeah. you know what i mean it's a thing um but but it seems like do you think that coaching in general i don't want to be like the youth is different or anything but like coaching in general has changed from a red-faced guy screaming at people, which I think hasn't worked for about a decade or so now, and to some extent it's changing across all sports, to you need kind of a person who can communicate what you need to do. The more I've heard about this Freeman guy, I'll be honest, I like Notre Dame because the family's interest in Notre Dame. Because of dad. Uh, I like Notre Dame because of Yeah, yeah, because dad. That's it, dad. Like, that's it. I I find that... uh, some of Notre Dame's graduates uh, have been disappointing recently. So, Some, yeah. So, um, you, you like the team, you don't have to like the school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think like their, that. their branding that and stuff looks really cool. They're very, colors look great, traditional. Dad, you love them. I, I like them. But this coach seems really cool. This Marcus Friedman, really, everything I hear about this guy, the more I hear about him, the more I like him. Well, when he was interviewed, he said, not only like, you come here to get an education, you play football, because he was one of their chief recruiters. And he said, we're not only preparing you to play football, we're preparing you for life yes. after football if you come here. 
if you come to Notre Dame and get a degree, you're in a better position in your life post-football yes. to get a job in business, in, in the arts, whatever, because you've got not only degree your degree from Notre, from Notre Dame, Dame yeah. but you've got also the backing of other people who go on to Notre Dame that are going to help you in business and whatever walk of life you have. So you're not just recruiting, hey, you come and play football, you've got a chance to go to the pros. You're also going to be, when you're 35, 40, or Tom Brady's case, 60, finally going to yes. the real world and saying, okay, this is what we can do. This is, I can start a business. I can, I have my degree. I can go back and get more, you know, degrees from Notre Dame. But having that to back you, that's the best way to do it. But you're doing with a younger guy who can go in and relate. Yes. Like, you know, Nick Saban goes in and wears his championship rings right. on his fingers. Yeah. Right. Kids yeah. thinking, I'm going with the pros. And, a lot of these guys do. But yes. he's the end of his year in Nick Saban. I don't think there's right. going to be another Nick Saban. And, and again, I, I think... Well, for, hopefully Marcus Freeman is. Absolutely, absolutely. The thing is, I don't think it's just like young, because the NFL is going younger with their no, head it's coaches. It's yeah. like, you just need a young guy. Like, to you be honest... You can't be a phony and young. To you be, have to be... To be know. honest... After McVeigh's success, it really felt like NFL GMs were just like, get me the next young, handsome right, guy. Right, Clint but, Kingsbury and LaFleur. But yep. with, so it's not just to say that age is, is the most, but with a program specifically like Notre Dame that needs that, yep. we're not this old program. To bring in no. this young guy, different than what they've gone in the past, I think is, it's, and he's just injected, again, if you look at what this, what the narrative could have been when Kelly left, Whoa. to what it is now, yeah. people are excited about this. Because like, you might not, still not have a coach yet. Because if they yes. wanted Luke Fickle, he's yes. in the yes. college football playoffs. So they're looking, well, we, we want Luke Fickle, but we can't get him because his team's in the final four of the, 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 you know, the football bowl you know, uh, system. So what are we going to do? Having him there, it was, and it wasn't like we just filled it. I think they did it with, with the right type of person too. It's, that, that helps. So it was a win-win. For yes. Them. Yeah. It's not so much age. It's approach. Right. Because look at the guy from right. the Seahawks. Isn't he like, like yeah. in his upper seventies? Yeah. Pete yeah. Carroll. Yeah. Pete yeah. Carroll. And he's like, but he's a Seahawks. young, vibrant guy, but then yes. the team's not doing right. That. So, you yeah. know, and the, but they did for like well, they did for many many years. This is what Notre Dame That's needed, Dad, him. and I'm so excited for you. That's why I keep sharing the videos of yeah, it's of, great. of, of Marcus Freeman. Yeah, I'm him getting totally up in front of, uh, of it, and man, you know, I Dad, I I think Notre Dame, and I don't want to to get anyone too excited, but <laughs> if if again, if Ohio State does lose Ryan Day. You know that Luke Fickle gets the job if Ryan Day right. leaves, because right. Luke, and that's the other thing. If Luke, just to, as a quick aside, if Luke, the reason why I was a little skeptical of Fickle getting the job is because you know his dream job is to go oh, back absolutely. to Ohio State. Um, but anyway, if Ryan Day leaves and Ohio State slips just a bit, this Notre Dame team now has a lot of continuity. If they go in, if they beat Ohio State Week One, they have a real shot at running the oh, table yeah, next they do. year. They really do, yep. and there's a lot of reason to be optimistic about that. that, that that's sure. all I'll say, and I, I'm happy for you, who's been a Notre Dame Love fan, him. and it really seems like this guy is the guy. And I just, I... I I, 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 I hope they do well in the bowl game, too. That's going to help them, too, being Oklahoma State. And I wanted to ask you that. Now, this is not a, a bowl game that's going to win a national championship. So I want to ask all you guys. if you Let's say you played all year for the team, Mikey, or you, all you guys... And your team doesn't make it to the final four, the playoffs. And some of these guys are sitting out now. They're saying, I don't want to risk getting hurt 
playing in this game where the you know the the combine is coming up and you know in March the draft isn't it what if I get hurt so I'm gonna bypass playing my last game with my team because it's not for a championship it's basically to help the school that I'm I'm at right now getting 30 extra practices in with the team for next year would you guys feel I gotta go for myself or would you feel a loyalty? To your team and stay with them for the. I would say screw it. You got you look. The greatest example of this, Dad. You know this better than anybody. Jalen Smith. Yeah, yeah. He was on. Tore his leg up in the Fiesta Bowl. What what does that game mean? Yeah. Ruined his career. Mikey, what would you do? You played all year with these guys. Well, if you're you're the quarterback, are you a senior? Like in the scenario, you can leave it. You're in your junior year, so you're you're Uh. you're projected to go. You're a junior. Played three years with this team. You're projected to go yeah, I mean, first it all round, depends. second round in the draft. If you're projected that high, I'd say forget it. Right? Man. Yeah, who cares? But like if you're if you're either like a junior who knows you're not going to go to the NFL, you're going to stay another year, or if you're like a younger player, like, yeah, you want to play to learn under this new coach because right, it's right. going to be his first game with the team in a bowl game, so right. that would be interesting. But no, I wouldn't risk my... Like you said, like you're already going to graduate from Notre Dame, so you already got a degree after. You already got a career set up after football. Right. So th- this is just going to – and you don't – our college players, they're not getting money now, right? I know that they are – like that's like in the works, but are they? Well, you, you can get uh, name, imaging, and likeness, but here's, here's the thing I'd want to ask you then. Okay, so now Kenny Pickett, who's the quarterback of Pitt, his team's playing in a bowl game, mm-hmm. and – now, since you can get money, players can get money, what if the Chick-fil-A Bowl, where, where he's playing in, says to you, hey, Mike, you're the quarterback, but you're thinking about not playing. What if we give you X amount of dollars and we pay your insurance? So if something does happen to you, you're covered insurance-wise, plus you're getting maybe 50 grand and all the Chick-fil-A you can eat for the rest of your life. Would, you, would that still make you want to do it, or would you still say... Then, still got a lot then to it goes on how high you're going to be taking the draft. Because well, if you're the first round he's pick, probably, he might be, you're going to be the first quarterback taken. He's going to be the first the quarterback taken. Right. Well, because you, yeah, you get like bracketed based on how high you take in the draft. You have to make a certain amount in your entry level contract. Right. So right, I'll be like, right. unless they're paying me more than what I would get at my projected pick, I wouldn't do it still. Okay. But okay. if they're going to give me like, okay, I get picked at whatever, like in the top five, I, so I get X amount I'm of dollars. I'm saying that because you've been with these guys. Or your they like your team has made you look good too. Like your wide receivers, your offensive line has been great. You got running backs. We're going to a bowl game. Hey, our starting quarterback. And then it's like, yeah, but you know what, guys? Thanks. I would do the same thing. I'm not. Look, if I was a quarterback and I know I'm going to the top three or four picks, and I'm not going to uh, like if, uh, like. Is he Heisman finalist? Was he? Is he a fine? Is he going to be there? In pick it, yes, yeah, pick it's right. one of the, the one of the finals. So let's say I'm, I'm at Ohio State, and I'm not going to the, the Final Four, but I'm going to play in the Rose Bowl, which everybody who comes to the Big Ten wants to play in the Rose Bowl against the, the top team in the, in the Pac-12, whatever. So you, you know, that's the thing you shoot for even more, they say, than going to college. It wouldn't matter to me because my career down the road is more important than one bowl game for my college, which is going to get millions of dollars for going to this game, and I'm going to be, you know, what? <laughs> I could get hurt. And even if I'm getting insurance, I'm not going to get the money that I could be making if I don't get hurt and, and, and get drafted and whatever. So is that 
And even for Notre Dame, because it's a unique situation where the coach's first game is going to be in the bowl right, game, it right. would almost help. Like, if it is my last game, like, let's say as a player there, right. it'd almost help if I didn't play so this guy can learn to coach the new players who's going to be coaching next point, year, you know? Like, that helps. Point. What would you – What did you weigh in? I, I don't know. What would you do? Would you feel like that loyalty, like I've got to do it, or would you be like it, – It wouldn't be loyalty to the school or to the game of football because both of those are very – Those are pa- – Very yeah. parasitic. Yeah. Football right. doesn't care about the right. player, no. and obviously the coach doesn't. I think it the, – the, the, college football certainly don't give a damn about you. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not about that. I, for me, the team around me – and right. and conversations with it like like so, going to this game for in this scenario, am I am I in a leadership position within the team? Right, I am. So well, I'm, let's say let's say you look the defensive um, I, I, end I, for for Oregon, who is projected to be one of the number one like one of the top five picks. Uh, his name is Kayvon Thibodeau. Now he's Oregon's going to the Rose Bowl. He's like thanks, but no thanks. I'm I'm going to sit it out. His coach just bailed too. And his coach just bailed. See, that's the other part of it. It's like, you know, where is the loyalty? Okay, like Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame. That's your prerogative. But it's all a money decision. Mm -hmm. He could talk about wanting to win a national championship, but you know what? At the end of the day, he's the winningest coach in Notre Dame, Brian Kelly. He's got $100 million. He's doing all right. It seems like he's going to fold in upon himself like a dying star. Like, like it seems like he's flashing the pan. He had his thing done. Can we be honest too? But again, again, I will caveat Brian just to go back to Brian Kelly real quick. I'll caveat yes, Notre Dame's in a better position than when he started. Right. The fact that he's the winning head coach, that's also a product of there's more games being played a year now. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. he, and then Brian, Ke- Brian Kelly and was there a long time. And died. Yes. <laughs> tied so, blank, you know, so it was yes. more of yeah. a, yes. you know, he might have won a lot more games. Yes. Down the it's like Brian Kelly is not the best coach in Notre Dame history. No, no. He and might Eric have Parsi getting retired because he couldn't, you know, yes. the pressure got to him at Notre Dame. See, Notre Dame back in the 60s was, you could, and there was no limit to how many guys you could have on your on your, your roster at that time. You could, you could get more scholarships to give to these guys to come in. So now you've got 100 players. Nebraska used to, it looked like it was like, you know, 200 people on the mm-hmm. sideline because mm-hmm. they'd get everybody to come in even if they didn't play. They had right. like six guys on their running back charge, seven guys, you know, so But yeah, it's but different. if you're asking if... But if, would you, what would you do? You would, you're, you'd be torn, I know. It, it would be really, really tough because it would be down to the people that you've been with. But like, if you're in a leadership position, you have people under you that believe in you and you've brought them as far as they might go. They're not going to have a draft. They're not going to get something. This is the probably highlight of their time playing a sport. Right. And you're taking, you're basically ending all of their careers and their big moment because of your ego. And, yeah, but, and, but, 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 no, you're right. Stephen, there's a lot of buts, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is easy. I'm just saying that it would be tough. It would be personally right. really but tough for me to say, like. Knowing Zach, if, if somebody younger on the team, like a freshman, sophomore, is still going to be there, if they say, oh, we're not going to win this game if you don't start. You would you'd play to win yeah. the game. But the game also means this is a bowl game. This is right. like th- these games. All right, so let me nothing. preface it this way: but what if it's the, only the four teams the, that are okay, there? Now? College football playoffs. All right, you're in the college football. You're you're the, you're Alabama's playing. Yeah. You know, uh, we'll just do what they're playing. Alabama's playing Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati quarterback is like considered to be hypothetically number one pick in the draft. He's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah. Do I risk 
playing against this so. game, yeah. against Alabama, looking, maybe I look great, Yeah. but what if I look horrible? What if I throw five picks? What if I get knocked around? Here. Now my draft stock goes from against a great team, look at how this guy played, so I start to drop. If I were his agent, I'd say, it, again, because you don't know, because then here's then there's the other side of it too, because sometimes in that moment, it might look bad. Playoffs make it different because then, like you said, like it's oh, what were you scared to go up against Alabama? Right, did right, you want? Right. Did you not that's, want that's to? That's the difference. Because it's like oh, you have to play. Right, yeah, and that's because, you have to play. That's, then it's can, in your best interest at that point because to yeah. me, it's always about okay. Everybody's looking into their own. It's you have business, to look man. out to your. There's no. And I, I know, Zach, this is not a Pollyanna world. You cannot I know, I say, know. man, no. I want to help out this. If it's between you and your money and you get hurt, Jalen, Dad, Jalen Smith could have had a damn Hall of Fame NFL career if, if care, not for yeah. that Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. And to be honest, those people that might not get their moment, ago, and I know where you're going with it. I totally get what right. you're saying. But Jalen Smith is was a... Hall of Fame. For, he he would have been a top 10 pick. Yep. Maybe top five if he didn't get hurt in that game. He yep. fell to the second or third round because he had a yep. horrific... The Cowboys and then and he made... Thank goodness he got some... But he did he have a, a terrible did couple of years. Yeah. But that right. ruined his career. He, and right. that is... Nothing is worth that. No. Nothing is worth that. No, no, no one game is worth your livelihood. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Jalen Smith had a rare talent. That was wasted in a game that didn't mean anything. It didn't. And that's where it's like, football doesn't care. <laughs> exactly. And and these coaches, will, Brian Kelly bails on his guys without telling them. And he's at a recruit's house saying, come to Notre Dame while he's taking the call <laughs> from LSU. Yeah. He accepts the job, goes back in, still recruits as if nothing happened. Which is so scummy. Like, that's so scummy. But that's, you know, I know. How, how about, that's a scumbag they, that's, move. That's a whole other thing. They, sh- uh, they yeah. should delay the period of after bowl game or whatever when a coach can leave. Because, but see, the thing is, we were talking about players. They do have more kind of a right now because they there's do. a transfer portal yes. to say, Hey, I got a new coach coming in. Look, look what happened with with uh, Oklahoma. Now, when his coach, uh, when Lincoln Riley went to USC, the kids, like four of them, I think, decommitted from Oklahoma and said, mm-hmm. "I'm going to USC." Mm-hmm. Signing and saying I'm going doesn't mean it's not like so. You're going for the coach at this point. Who's going to make you better? Mm-hmm. Like you know, so it's like well, I th- I think Oklahoma's loyalty. great. Loyalty has to be earned. You can't just be loyal to right. something that doesn't matter. And you have to pick what you're loyal to. And and in, in that's some there should question. also that, be like a like a almost a free agency. There should also be like almost a free agency type like period where you can't hire, fire. Like you're, you can't join a team when like your team's still playing. Like it should be after the season. I don't think anybody would I, care if he left. It's like when you you're going to the bowl. It's literally the last game of the season. It is like then. Yes. But I'm not saying it even to Brian Kelly. Like it's legal now he went whatever i just mean for like college football should have a rule where it's like all new personnel like hirings or firing should have to happen after the season ends pending like you know obviously right. but some wouldn't be able to fire people in season like if a coach isn't good you wouldn't be allowed to fire no him i don't well, almost but like that like you would have to like it would have to if you fire your coach in season you have to bring in somebody who's like not currently in a role until after the season like 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 if you're if you're a guy who doesn't have a job at that point you fire your coach you can hire him but if you want to take a coach from another program that's currently coaching 
and has like a game left on their season, it should just be done after the season ends. They could. It's like almost like you have a contract. The reason reason why though is because of recruiting, right? Where if you wait, and that reason it'll never happen is because coaches, if they are going to leave, they want to get to their new program so they can recruit immediately. But you can do. I get what you're saying. No, yeah, it would just. It it does make sense. It is tough. Notre Dame finished their season. Yeah, like if they didn't make a bowl game even. Or like whatever, they weren't right. gonna have another game. Right. Then it doesn't. He can go leave, do whatever. But the fact that they still have a game left in their program, yeah. it should be left until after that and game is over. And what if there's over. a chance? Okay, and if it's like it should be stipulated. And look, if if your team is in the top, going to the college football, you know, bowl system, whatever the you know the final four, what I call it, no coach would want to leave anyway. Right. But mm-hmm. let's just say things had worked out at Notre Dame for, oh geez, Alabama lost, Cincinnati lost. Now Notre Dame's in the top four, and Brian Kelly's in LSU. Mm-hmm. I mean, he took a big gamble. He really did because Oklahoma State lost, so Notre Dame jumped them already to five from six. Right. If if Cincinnati had lost, Notre Dame's going in. They might have, although they did say the, the committee did say we will take into account if there were head coaching moves. But that's like why that. they made the move to get him before. Yeah. Before it was done, that's why yeah. they made the move to get Marcus Freeman. They weren't waiting for Luke Fickle because no. he already said. And he wouldn't be able to coach in the bowl game anyway. So right. now you have an established coach who kept his whole staff together, which right. is really important. But it should wait. There should be a period. And it's signing for, for kids coming out of high school should be delayed until maybe after the new year when the bowls are done. But they're in such a rush for money to get to do. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. College football's a business. It's a huge business. That's why you have some of these games are played by, you know, Alabama's playing like Louisiana Lafayette because once they go into Alabama and they split the gate and make, you know, a million or a million and a half dollars for that game, that helps that whole school's academic, um, uh, you know, um, uh, football program, baseball, all their sports. It goes right back into the program mm-hmm. where Alabama, okay, they get a win. They could play their fourth string, fifth string, or whatever they want to do. They play their first stringers for a while. But that money, Alabama That's does. Huge it, for... it, it, but it's huge for a smaller school. Mm-hmm. But football drives every other athletic endeavor hockey, everything. Basketball, well, basketball and football, I should everything. say that. It's a lot to put on. Like nineteen and twenty something, and that's it's why insane. that's why the you loyalty should have, is. Yeah. You should have no loyalty to your school when in a national championship if it comes in between you and your no. money. Absolutely, particularly if you're a kid who might come from. You know, you're not. A lot of college athletes do come from. You know rich because they have the best access to the best trainers and all that stuff and they're, but, yeah, a but, but a lot don't <laughs> right. and particularly if you're in that it's situation like, like, you get your you money yeah. and worry about your of money course. you have your rich you have your poor you have your middle of the road kids but they all have one thing in common they're all good at playing a yes. sport so they're going to go to where is it going to suit me better do i want to stay close to home do, do i want to go you know get away from my environment wherever or am i looking at that coach but once that coach leaves or if I feel like I'm not getting the playing time, which happens, then they're like, well, okay, I'm gone. So and you players promised should do me, that too because coaches can do they it. They do it with the transfer. Right, like, they can. I'm right. done. I'm, you, you, you promised me X, Y, and Z, okay, and now all of a sudden you bring in another recruit. Okay, he beats me out. Some guys stay and say I'm going to fight it out and prove you wrong. And others are like, well, you know what? You don't want me? Alabama does. Which you don't want me, you know. Isn't, it, isn't it insane, Dad? That Notre Dame, excuse me, that Alabama 
even with the transfer portal and all this big arms they race never, going on, that they don't fall. Like, you could be the, like, you could go to Alabama. They still get the best of everything. Yep. They have, like, are, like they're a wide receiver factory. They're everything factory. Everything. I mean, offensive linemen, uh, quarterbacks, running back. They, but that's why you go to Alabama. You're, yeah, you're going for the, you know, I get it. So yeah. You, you're going to your degree yeah. from Alabama and whatever. But you're looking, if I got a chance to go to the pros and live my dream, and Nick Saban's coaching the pros, he's one of the greatest coaches ever. Is I, would you say at this point he, he's got he's the be best college coach? Absolutely. Ever. You know you have right? to look at Belichick and 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 Saban, and they're from the same. They they work together. Yes, they did. So yeah, but if you're gonna look, you can look at other. And somebody might say, "Geez, I got I don't have a shot there, but I can go to." It's not like Nick Saban is only getting these guys. Like there's like you know um, Ohio State's looking at him. You know everybody sees this talent. It's just like when Nick Saban walks into a room, he goes, "You coming?" And they go, "Yeah." I mean, because it's Nick Saban. He doesn't lose many recruits, Nick Saban. Many people don't leave Nick Saban's, you know, uh, Alabama football team. You you want guys that if they hope some guys would leave that they might transfer in. But that's but when you have that cachet and you've won national championships and you're all over TV with your commercials and everything you do and and he prepares you for the NFL too. That's the other thing. He prepares you. Look, this is how you have to be a pro because he's teaching you that in college already. So that's why it makes him what it makes him. But he doesn't lose guys, and and if they weren't in the four, you know, the final four, I still think his players would stay with him to play one more game. They wouldn't leave because of the way they feel about him. Have they been in? I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Since the inception of the college football, playoffs, I don't think they've been out of it, right? I, I, I'm if, trying if to it's, it's maybe been one year, maybe but one I don't year. think they've missed the college. Like, and it's been seven or eight seasons that yeah. this has been in place. Maybe one, but I, I, I it's you know what, I should one. know that, but I, but, but I, right, but they're like, every year. They're, they're they every haven't year. missed the playoffs. No, no, I don't think they have. They may not have been to the finals, but they've missed. Uh, but they, they, but they don't. Been, I don't think, I don't they think they've missed the, uh, the playoffs. No, yeah, I don't think they maybe missed. two years ago when LSU won it, they didn't make it. L- I, I don't. I just yeah, don't I'm remember who that now, four that was. The last because yeah. LSU beat Clemson. I should know that. Year. That's my LSU on beat that. Clemson. But like even even look at that. Look at Clemson, right? Right. Where they've been, Nick Saban doesn't have a year like a Clemson just had. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And Cle- that's like normal stuff that happens. No, they never. That just doesn't happen. I They Alabama. never. They never drop. They no. played in all but one in 2019 it when was, they was it yeah so I think it when was they the LSU that, went yes yeah um yeah they suffered the loss against Auburn early in the season so they had two losses and then they didn't make it in 2019. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So 2019, I should have remembered. Yeah, it's, but 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 the strength that that he has there to get the players to come in to be able to and the thing is not only that because when you're getting five star recruits that are coming in. They already think they know everything too, mm-hmm. so it's hard sometimes to coach, like guys that feel like, well, I've always been great, but he walks into a room and he said, "You think you've been good? I'm going to make you better." That's mm-hmm. the difference. Mm-hmm. Where somebody who's just starting out to try to get who them are the there. four this year though? The top four. That's the top Alabama. four are Alabama, uh, Michigan. Oh yes, yeah, sir. Georgia and Cincinnati. Oh okay, yeah, so Clemson four. didn't make it. Clemson didn't make it. Because going into this season, Alabama and Clemson tied for the most college football playoff trips. But mm-hmm. now right. Clemson didn't make it. So now Alabama yeah, has the right. single Clemson, most. Thank you for checking well, that out. Clemson, they have the single most seasons uh, made. Like you said, Stephen fell apart. But thanks for checking that. No, I, yeah, I couldn't remember. 
but so okay so we we pretty much agree that we would stay I, like like i said i would definitely forego well, my last well, game i think if anything this just proves that it's it's good that i didn't take the the shot and go into college football <laughs> yeah, right yeah. well you decisions know decisions would probably make my head explode. you had offers i had offers you had <laughs> offers Division three schools were all over the place but you know what it is I get it. There is a loyalty factor to it too. I, I mean, you are loyal to your guys that you you know you played with, you worked and, and and everything. But yeah, I mean, it's easy to say for me, like, oh, I wouldn't go. But I'm also like, I wasn't on a team for like a whole four years playing no, every game with these cool guys. You know, like, I think the best case scenario would be like you you get to leave and then allow a person who probably wouldn't get a shot to get drafted, like the number two or something like that, the chance to play in a ball game but like bowing right. out for them that would be the the ideal way for it to go but yeah like let's say like there's a senior who's he's not going to be here next year but he's not going to make like the the draft but like you know right. you and you are comfortably going to and it could also be a game that a doesn't matter because it's a bowl game and b you're already like projected to win by like 50 points you could be like i was let you know him yeah. play. and you're still and his parents get to see him and you still yeah, play yeah. those guys are still playing yeah exactly regardless they get their little swag bag or whatever they get for going there, like mm-hmm. a PlayStation and a you know whatever they get in it too. So they're going to that. You help them get there. So does There's, winning the Chick Fil A Bowl mean as much to, no. to you know what I mean? It, it, it's you not put it like, like that. It's just like come on, no. of course you're right. gonna go play. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh man, it's important. But to when I was growing Chick-fil-A up, you balls. never yeah. you never heard of that. When that doesn't count on Sundays. Yeah. Right. When I so was growing up, you never would think a player would leave to go, and you were like, yeah. "You're going to play." And you hear, you still hear some guys saying, "I'm loyal." Like you know, there's certain commentators okay, right. that say, yeah. "But you know what? You're not in that position to make that kind of money. That you weren't even in position to make that kind of money in college. Now that you can get, where you can get a little stipend, where it doesn't have to be in a brown paper bag." Given to somebody to give to somebody. That's the other thing. That's too. the These other guys thing. like they weren't getting paid. Yes. a lot of them were. A lot of people okay. were getting paid. Now it's break. above. College sports is a business. Always has been, but it was done. Here's you know under the table. Here's a thousand bucks. Go buy yourself something. Here's a car dealership. Oh, you can drive around in this you know SUV where the rest of your guys are taking bikes to walk because you're the star quarterback. You it's happened. Drive it permanently. It's <laughs> happened. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Now it has. Oh, yeah. Now players. I'm nothing if not consistent. I'm. I back a rod. Like I bet. Like like. Don't tell me these other like with USC. Don't tell me other programs weren't doing what they did when Reggie Bush got caught and oh, they vacated that stuff. We, that, don't tell me that, that didn't happen see, the thing everywhere. Is, and here, here's, I, I agree with you there. Every every school has Thank done you. it in certain ways. We Absolutely. agree on some cheating. Absolutely. It happened everywhere but, in college football. But you know what? It was because the NCAA looks the, uh, was supposed to be the governing body. Yes. But then they're like, well, Who we can't... the watchers? It we was. can't prove or we don't know... Right. If it's blatant, you gotta you gotta call them on. It. Sure. You know what I mean? If you're totally, totally blatant, like right. like Was that when, when SMU had the Pony Express with Craig James and Eric Dickerson, they did nothing to hide. They were they were they got the death penalty because yeah. everybody was driving cars. Everybody was making money at SMU. But it was so blatant they had to do it. I know. But other schools so great. you don't think Texas or Oklahoma or whatever we're doing. Of course they were. But 
It's Look, the dirty little secret that things were being done. I think there was that, even talk when UCLA basketball that, that certain things. I you know, it happens. Look, not that it was right. Nick Saban's a great coach, and I'm not taking anything away from it. Right. But if you really looked at what they were doing, I'm oh. sure there's plenty of players right. getting benefits before it was before you know, the NIL right. stuff. And I'm not saying you know, look, I'm not saying it was or wasn't. It's right. It was. It was cheating, and everybody knew it was going on. Yes. It was like um, like what do they call it? Um, like um, mutually assured uh, destruction. Yeah, or uncontrolled. Like you know, like they didn't have control of their programs. It happens. I mean, it's happened in, in basketball. It's happened in football. Of course, it's. But it doesn't happen with. It only happens with two sports: your baseball, your basketball, and your your football. Right, because there's the money. They're not recruiting give. a guy to go to Notre Dame to play baseball and going to offer him fifty thousand. Because there's not money to be made. There's in not that, money to be made you know. there. So, but it generates the revenue so much for schools that they're like, well, if we can get this guy for ten grand, give it to him. Yeah. But it's going to go through a third party. It's not coming from the school directly. Right. It's coming from a booster right. that went there or the... Jack Swarbrick would never. Right, you know, of course. You know, no AD would, would know never. that. But now, and that's the thing too about like what Marcus Freeman is saying about Notre Dame. You're going to get like a little bit of stash coming here, a little, little cash coming to the school. But you're also going to make a lot of contacts in, look at the industry. Look at like uh, Jack Collinsworth. Never really played a lot, and now he's on NBC doing NBC well, Sports. Well, it helps that his dad yeah. is the player. No, no, I player. get that, you know but still, saying? you still have to have like to get your foot in the door because of the communications classes that he took at Notre Dame. He was on camera, and he knew what he was doing there. I mean, you don't think of Notre Dame as being the top sure. school of, of having people. I come see in what there. you're saying, but I also think that just has a lot more to do with the fact that Chris Collinsworth is his dad. Right, but let's you say know? let's say it's just. Someone else that's going to Notre Dame that doesn't have a debt, but now is getting to... Now you have access to that network. You have yes, access to that network. Agreed. Like, say you played, you, played, uh, you, know, you played on the team with Collinsworth, and you said, you know what, this guy was good. He could open, or his father could write a letter to another network or to a local network and say, give the kid a shot. You're not going to get that. It's so I, I will say this, Dad. In my professional opinion, it is good to have a rich dad. I will just say that well, if your no, dad is not that great for us. I, if you have yeah, a rich, well, look at you guys are. If you I have mean, a really. rich and famous dad, that's really good. I mean, that's that, no, no. like if you could do that, I would. I would advise. But you could to still you could still have that and still be terrible. I mean, you could have a rich and famous dad. You're, let's say you're Jack Nicholas's kids. None of those kids could play golf like Jack well, Nicholas. Right, but that, that's different because right? you need to prove that skill set, right? Like, I feel like a right. lot of people, and he seems like a wonderful kid, and I'm calling him a kid. He's probably older than me. But Chris Collinsworth's kid seems like a nice guy. But I feel like right. the median person talking on television can do what he I mean, did. I'm, no, I'm biased, but I think that Stephen would be a better Chris Collinsworth's kid than Thank Chris you. That's why I love you. Thank you. you know, I, I would. I would. You're right about it. And I'm not, I'm not saying right. that. I would but, be. But I'm Put saying, me on there. But the opportunities that Chris Collinsworth's kids have. Right. Like, like, right. If I, you know, Dad, if, you know. But how I do you know? Say. Let's say you went to Notre Dame and you in communications yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Now you're seeing... They have their own little local radio station. They work at, I think it's NDU is their, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And you got and you were going to school and you did it. And you, you went into that field. You have yeah. a better shot. Sure. Hey, I'm friends with whatever. I'm right. just talking about no. what you get. Your, like your, your, bigger, point is, your point like is If that. you go to a Division three school, first of all, you're not getting 
they're not paying you to come there. Right. So I'm saying the benefits of going to a big school are more than just, you know. Oh, absolutely. What, you know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Like if you have a degree from Harvard, you're going to do a lot better than if you got one from a community college, let's say. You know what I mean? So you have to have the, a little bit of the talent, but you also have to have help. But that's what I mean along the road, going to a good school with a lot of alumni. You don't think it happens in business now? Well, of course. Those I mean, guys can course. pick, choose, and refuse at certain schools if it comes down. If I'm the CEO of a company and I got a guy from, you know, coming in and, or a woman coming in and going, oh, she went to Notre Dame and she went to Michigan, I'm going to look at her resume a little bit better from the CEO of that because that's where I graduated from. Right. Well, I mean, and if they're that's, comparable. That's, again, though, I would, I would simply advise you to be a rich person. Th- that's just like, no, no, no. Well, obviously, you're rich going if you're going right. to Notre that's Dame true. anyway. Yes. You're, yeah. you're yeah. rich to begin with. You can't afford it. There's different socioeconomic things. Unless you're playing, unless you're an athlete that gets a scholarship to go there. That's true. I mean, you're saying, because you talked about being in a, in a let's say, um, a different tax bracket. Let's say you're a middle-class kid living in the suburbs of Michigan, and Michigan's recruiting you, Notre Dame's recruiting you, whatever you look at, and you go, okay, but where are my opportunities? If you could think that far, like where, like if Marcus Freeman's coming in and saying, hey, look, Michigan's a great school, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Here's what we have to offer, too. And you can look at that. There's people in law, you know, business, communications, there's a lot of opportunities too to come. M- there. Michigan though does have a good alumni team. I'm not, Michigan's a very I'm good just saying, too. but I'm, I'm saying if you're the CEO and you happen to be at Notre, because you're talking about people who have a lot of money. Okay, I'm the CEO Notre Dame. I'm not going to say I'm going to hire base just on that, but I'm going to look at it a little bit closer or may, or make calls to somebody that may know him from that school that I don't know anybody in Michigan and say, mm-hmm. what is this woman really like? Is she really good? Because I don't want to hire her just on the fact that she went to Notre Dame. But is she? Can she do the job too? You got more connections that way than you know, and a lot of people that go to Notre Dame are in business or in law or in whatever. So it, it does help you one down thing, the road one too. Thing that you always hear like you know like kids of celebrities or athletes or anything like that say right. you know like listen, uh, my name got me in the room, but my talent kept me there. You know what? Getting, Getting in, in the, the room, room is, is like is, night is the whole battle. It's the whole battle. So, so like, what, it just got me in the room. Yeah, when, you know? when, when people say that, like, it just got me in the room, it's like that's like that's like the whole taking thing. Taking the elevator to, to Mount Everest and then saying, right. it just plant got, the flag. It, yeah, yeah. I helicoptered in and put the flag. Yeah, in, but the helicopter know. got you there. Exactly. It just got me in the room. You know exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where it's like. I mean, like, it, it, we're also talking about two separate things here. It's about like, okay, yes, a degree from Notre Dame is better than a degree from you know Alabama, Alabama. Or, you know, because you don't think Alabama, that bastion of education, but you know, you don't. Right. Hey, Joe Scarborough went to Alabama. Well, I he think. did, which just proves your point. I, I mean, no, I was yeah. just kidding. You know, but I no, no knock on Joe Scarborough. Which the MSNBC lineup is going to be changing. Brian Williams. I heard you might be taking over I, that position. I, I can't. Or you know who they should give it to? Steve, Collinsworth's kid. Let give me him the eleventh hour. I'm loyal to this podcast. Yes, yes. I okay. have money, but I'm staying here until it takes off. I would advise you unless to you guys come with me. Mikey's that. my. Who's going to run my board? I got to have Mikey there. Mike can run that. the board. Are you kidding? He didn't even panic when we had trouble with our cord here. Mike would be great yeah. running the board Zach at NBC. Found it. He did. Oh, you kidding uh, me? Mike, you have to break into live coverage. There's a nuclear test in North yeah. Korea. 
Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just imagining I'm a little busy Mike receiving right that but news. We're, we're, we're debating uh, nepotism and uh, college right now. So <laughs> yeah, right. So that's a lot, lot more important. Uh, Mike, we got to break. Uh, uh, Russia just invaded Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah hold, hold, just hold the phone for a second. I'm a little busy. All right. The Heisman's coming up. We've got four <laughs> candidates. Seamless transition. Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end, Michigan. Kenny Pickett, quarterback, uh, Pittsburgh. C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State, uh-huh. and Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Well, we see a little pattern here first off. Well, I think Bryce Young's going to get it all day. You're right. Yeah, it's, I mean, well, I think that Bryce that's Young, because right. it said Alabama. So just wanted to, just wanted to see. I. That's what it's, it's a fait accompli, right? Like, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's pretty it's much, like, especially winning the Auburn game. It's 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 a given. You know, had they not. Obviously, if they had a, had a bad game that they right. were having up until yeah. the last like minute, nine seconds to go, and then going to overtime, but but we were talking about I I, I I just had to get that out because we college football, but we're talking about like coaches and changes and anything. There's no sport. Uh, you guys are our hockey guys that change coaches as quickly. I mean, they fi- the, the the Flyers fired Vigneault, and what are we? Fifteen games, sixteen That's games where into Vigneault the season. Was? Oh, no, uh, 26 games in the season. Right. But you're saying there's no chance of turning this team around in 26 games. There's like 60 games left. <laughs> when you know, but you're also well, getting a full month break from the Olympics, too. So you're, it, the season's going to Well, be they longer. won, like, I mean, they lost, like, I think seven games in a row, and they're in the bottom of the standings. Right. So there was still, like, no chance of them to what come were back. They, what were they picked at the beginning? Were they picked to be in the top? Four top five in the league, like in the division. Or I don't think they, they were that high, but they were a fringe. Like they could have made the playoffs as a fringe team, but they because I think they uh, they were in the hunt last year. But it was just a monumental. But, they have, I mean, losing Kevin Hayes for a while because of his brother passing away, and right. then you have like you know a few players went out on COVID protocol and right. stuff. So, but you had the the um, the. Uh, uh, the, uh, Phil- Philadelphia. Yes. But then wasn't it Van- Vancouver got uh, or another coach? Well, Vancouver, they're saying that they could fire their coach. I mean, you right. lost Florida, but that was because of a more of a scandal than anything. Okay, right. Yeah, okay. with him. Then Chicago had problems. Yeah, Chicago was winless for the first like sixteen games of the season. So that's they were like they had to do something. But their their interim head coach is going to be for the rest of the season, they announced. But they are quick in, in, in the NHL. I mean, they fire coaches going in the playoffs. Some coaches have been fired. Like, it's it's, it's, oh, very, yeah. but, I mean, it's not like there's a loyalty to, hey, we lost five games going into the playoffs. We're out. They don't wait around in the NHL like they would maybe for a National Football League. or They don't, you know, but also a lot of the coaches, like, like they said, if you get into the coaching carousel of the NHL, you're set because like people that they talk about to replace like coaches who have been fired, David Quinn, who got fired from the Rangers, uh, Vigneault could potentially be hired somewhere else, like in Vancouver, if they right. lose him. Wouldn't um, that be his second time in yeah, Vancouver? Yeah, yeah. that's be. where he was before the Rangers. Right? Yeah, he took Vancouver to a cup. Uh, before he took the Rangers, which would be a really good fit for him. But I mean, Vancouver's team is also kind of kind of yeah. tough. But then um, you have uh, for the um, Blackhawks potential coach they're talking about, John Tortorella. So it's like if you, which is funny, but it's like if yeah, you, they do have just if a you have been a group of 
coaches. Yeah, I mean, you had Lindy Ruff, who was the coach of the uh, Dallas Stars. Right? Yeah, he was the coach of the Stars, and he got fired. And then he became a he became the defensive like coach for the Rangers. Then they fired him, and then he became the head coach of the uh, New Jersey Devils, which he currently is at. So it's like if you were just a coach in the NHL, just you're consistently a coach in the NHL, just a different team every Except year. The give me the uh, the coach that was with Toronto. The Maple Leaf coach that I that oh Mike Babcock what he but must it, have done something really wrong well he with that. he was involved in the the scandal or in some way no that was uh who was it um not not Bowman even though he was there who was the coach of the Panthers I can't oh remember. Joe Quenville yeah Quenville but well Babcock he got Babcock in trouble. No, Babcock is oh he was with the Red Wings and then he right, went to right. the Leafs but he. Uh, he was a reason of a bunch of former players from a ton of teams he's been on, either college, uh, Detroit, and then in Toronto. He's just he was that old school type of coach where they're saying like he would red right. in the face, he'd scream at That's you, he'd right. yell, there he would like, like abuse allegations. Yeah, not even Physical like and verbal. Yeah, right. like yeah. For, yeah, like not like anything like misconduct like yeah. that, yeah. but like That's yeah, it. he basically no everybody was right. tired of hearing about him, even though he's. He's won some Stanley Cups. He's always been. He was a team. He took Detroit to the playoffs every single season. I don't think they ever missed it with him. But it was more like they had a run of like twenty years or something. But yeah, you have to really because Babcock. You would think, oh, this guy's got to get another job. But the way he left, but it's just so weird. The NHL. It's like Tortorella's name still keeps getting mentioned in a job, and I'm like, how many chances is this guy going to get? Yeah, because he kind of burns out. His either players or himself because of his, he doesn't seem to adapt to like the twenty twenty one of of like sports. He's more like, this is my way. I'm General Patton. You're gonna follow my rules or you're done here. And that's yeah. And it's the reason why his teams have never done much besides you know when he, he had the right Tampa Bay once. Right? Yes, but that was in two thousand one. So right. the style of coaching in two thousand one is not gonna fly. He yeah, is not going to fly now. Makes his players get either burn out or get career-ending injuries. Yeah, kind of. That's basically it. Kind of happened with Brandon Dubinsky because he played yeah. obviously for the Rangers for a long time. He got like some bad wrist injury, and then he um, played for the Blue, uh, Blue Jackets, which Tortorella was also coaching that at the time. So he's played his whole career basically under Tortorella, and he's he's very active on Twitter, and nobody was nobody was happier about Tortorella being fired than than Dubinsky yeah. and uh it's just funny to see and it's he like was talented Dubinsky but his, and it's just his yeah. players like who play under him like you see Ryan Callahan he got I mean like yeah he played for the Rangers then he went to the Lightning and then he he uh retired from there but it's like he, players under him don't last that long because they just they ruin their bodies not like hockey's already inherently a tough sport but you're playing in a a tough like mentality with Tortorella that also it would it'll be a lot easier I love if that you Ryan won. Style, but Tortorella just like I mean like you you look at what it did to Ryan Callahan like that like he, he even in the league longer, Rick but, Nash Marion Gabrick like when you think of high skill players like how their careers took a dip with him you know with if you had a higher if you had a better mindful coach you could have probably. They could yeah. their production. I mean, like Gabrick was still unbelievable with the Rangers, but like his best years were in Minnesota before the Rangers because and then he of went to L.A. and and then yeah, yeah. He had, then that year he went to L.A. He had the most goals in the playoffs and they won the cup. Uh, but that's because when you have let your stars actually you know shoot Dying. you know yeah. and actually do that instead of being like everybody needs to play a fourth line style of hockey. But isn't he, like I said the uh, like the 
that type of thing. It's a carousel. He's going to get hired either. And uh, there's definitely going to be a few coaches fired this year. There's already been. And he's definitely going to get, I think, the Blackhawks job. Because another thing, like uh, he's an American coach. He's one like a winning coach, which I think is more attributed to just the years he has coaching. And the like he also, he coached. You know, the Lightning with St. Louis and Le Cavalier, which they won the cup, obviously, and that was St. Louis' prime. He coached the Rangers with Lundqvist in his prime, which I, I could have been the coach of the Rangers for 15 seasons that Lundqvist is on there, and you still were guaranteed at least 30 wins, 40 wins a season because that's how many. Lundqvist only one year due to a lockout didn't get 30 wins or more in a season. So, uh, But, you know, then he's uh, he coached the Blue Jackets, who, again, they had Panarin, and then they had... And also Bobrovsky, who was great, Matt Duchesne, and then uh, Patrick Laine before. Who's, who's coaching the uh, Olympic team? Who's the Olympic head coach? Is it Tortorella again? No, I no, don't think he, it's he, co- he coached it last time, I saw it. Did he? Yeah, I think he, he coached for the youth, not like the actual Olympic. Oh, God. God. Which I know is that's been, done. Nothing has been more responsible for right for more kids leaving hockey than, than that. In hockey than Tortorella. Well, it's kind of funny too, is because at last I heard it was gonna actually be um, who who uh, Quenville. Oh. But but you know but that I, but, yeah. that's not gonna happen no, anymore. That's not gonna happen. So you really don't. I really am not too sure. But I'm okay. honestly, I'm sure that there. That's something I could have looked up. Like I could look well, up I now. Have shot there, you with that no, there is like definitely. I think mm-hmm. the coach was definitely announced, but I off my the top of my head doesn't know. No, I know no Steven, Googling Steven. is allowed. Dude. Yeah. No, I mean like yeah, Steven's looking it up now. I just off the top of my head, I don't no, know because he was rumored. Because like we say, recycling and are they going to just bring yeah. in a, you know? And Mike, but, correct me if I'm wrong. Which is interesting to me is when you guys were talking about the Giants, it was like. Uh, they might get rid of their um, GM. Their their like it's got to be a package deal where they get rid of the GM and the coach. Right. In hockey, they're pretty good at cleaning house before bringing. Like they might keep one person who's working. Right. And wipe out the rest of the coaching staff. That's more usually seen at the end of a season, but they will wipe out an entire coaching staff. You know right. Yeah. You, did, you know who's coaching dad? No. Herb Brooks. Yeah. Actually, bring him back, glory him, yeah. back. The late Herb Brooks, Herb Brooks. Well, who, Mike who Sullivan. Mike? Mike Sullivan. Oh, oh but funny. Pittsburgh Penguin. Club. Well, yeah, but like Not we were. More. Well, he um no he he he's still with the Rangers. He's still with the Penguins. But the thing I was going to bring up is funny is that he was an assistant coach for the Rangers, who yes. then went to Pittsburgh and then obviously and then won Stanley Cup. Yeah, but it's yeah. like that's also something where it's like it, it would have been great to hire within from that if they because they hung on to uh, I think he was there when Elaine Vigneault was there. Right. So it would have been nice if they you know they hung on to Vigneault for you heard I I've not liked their past. It goes with another thing with the Giants. Uh, to go from McAdoo to like Shermer to now Joe Judge, it's like the Rangers went from Tortorella to Vigneault to David Quinn, which were three coaches that I did not and like. Rennie before that, I yeah. liked Vigneault. Vigneault did a good job. I he I in my opinion he, he had a suit a, well. Yeah. He did well. He did look good in suits. Vigneault. Vigneault is not a bad coach. He can get you to the playoffs, but I you're agree. not winning with you're him. Right. You He's made. He was not the next level guy. And no, the yeah. Too, they went from as far as they Tortorella. Could Right. To Vigneault, which should not have been two different... Well, that sometimes happens, though. You go to a guy that's a total discipline to somebody that's 
maybe more middle of the road with it, and that's that's a difficult. And I one. liked, uh, I did, I did like Vigneault, and I, and after the Tortorella, I did definitely like Vigneault, and he did like again, he well, brought he a didn't Canucks. Get you that cup, you were like this. Well, we can well, blame that on Lundqvist. Yeah, Lundqvist yeah. Never won a cup. That's the thing. But you uh, can blame uh, that on Lundqvist. But yeah. we'll, 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 I don't want to. No, when yeah, love, I, of course I love Lundqvist. Barry Melrose should be coaching. Barry Melrose is great. Barry Melrose could coach Gretzky. He did. He could. He could be a coach. But now at the, this I point, he's yeah. ESPN's they with, got with him hockey locked. coming everywhere. They like him. Now I did start the show saying Mr. Basketball is here. So Steve, I just want to oh, get wow. one couple of bullet points here. Uh, Golden State Warriors. Nobody's beaten the Warriors this year. If they like, you always have to caveat health, right? Right. Unfortunately, like, but like, but this with that, Warriors Clay Thompson's team, coming back. Like, you, he hasn't even yeah. come back. Right. And, like, and they're that good. They're just like now with like the time off. Like, I feel like this season, like, not, excuse me, not the time off, but, like, this season is, like, the first kind of, like, hopefully normal season. Yeah. Mostly, right? Because you Mm -hmm. had the 2020 playoffs in the bubble, and then the season started, like, two months later. Right. This season, still, it's it's a shorter start in between when, like, the season usually ends Mm -hmm. and now, but this, like, it started on time and stuff. Nobody's beaten this Warriors team. Nobody. And are the Brooklyn Nets the... I, I think it's setting up to be Nets-Warriors, which would be great for the And league. Zach's Phoenix Suns they're gonna, have a shot? Yes. If there's going to be some team... If there if there is going to be a team that beats the Warriors, it's going to be the I Suns. Think well, they have the Bucks not even now... Like, no, the, look, I just mean in the Western Conference. Okay, if yeah. some team is going to beat the Warriors, it's going to be the Suns. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, the Suns tied their franchise records for wins. They did. In a row, they had 18 in a they row. They did. And... Uh, I mean, and Curry, though, going to him, he's only 10 threes away from breaking the NBA record. Yeah, we Ray could Allen. do as early as tonight. Yeah, yeah he could do that yeah. tonight. Yeah, he could break Ray Allen's record. But he's going to have that. I mean, look. Just, and that's your, one of your guys, right? Didn't you used to play NBA with Ray oh, Allen? Oh, I loved Ray Allen because I was always a big guy. I loved, for no reason, I loved the Celtics when I was younger. Because I, 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 yeah. like. I, don't, I don't like uh, any basketball team, really. I like players, but yeah, I don't have, like, I'm not a Knicks fan. So, yeah, I was like, oh, I like Celtics because they're green, but that was the team. It was Rondo, Pierce, Garnett, and Allen. Yeah. I loved, you know, that. I love that, that. That team was awesome. That team and won. And that's, that's championships. Yeah, right? that's also why I was like, oh, I'm younger. Mike, I like them. And, yeah. Mike doesn't really like tennis. He goes, oh, Andy Murray's going to win the Wimbledon this year. And he won it. I was like, he just picked. I go, and he was like the first. this guy has ever won it. And yeah, Mike, he was the he first. Brit- well, because I watched him funny like that. I, you I. Were- I remember. Yeah, he was like, really yeah. psyched for like you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, because for no reason, I liked Andy Murray, and he. I watched him when uh, he won like a gold medal, and he won the U.S. Open and Wimbledon all like within like year three right. years in a row. So I was like, oh wow, this guy who I was like casually liked was winning every major. I did see Andy Murray, not Andy Roddick, right? Did I yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- yes. I loved Andy. Roddick. I know. I really liked Andy Roddick. Yes. Yeah. Stephen and loves Roddick. Andy Roddick is probably Andy Roddick is one of the best. American players, particularly of the last twenty years, no. Who, who who's the other American player that won a won a well, major? Had, well, he was playing around the time of Sampras but, and, and, and but, but this since was then, like post Sampras, post Agassi. Uh, Agassi's American, right? Yeah, yes, okay, Agassi okay. is American. I, I, I just didn't know. Yeah, if no, he, he uh, French or something like that. No, he, no, he uh, name yeah. me. But doesn't say much for American tennis. But but but, but, but again, though, that'll be since, our whole podcast. Since Roddick American has tennis. an American won a major, it's been yeah. dominated by yeah. who? Women. No, no, no yeah, I'm talking yeah, men's yeah. tennis. Yeah, yeah, men's Federer, um, Federer, Djokovic, and Nadal. And Nadal. 
in the last 20 years, other than Murray, which um, which American, American has won a major? Uh, no, it's been it's been like those four names. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, so yeah. I don't yeah. think since Rod, like, am I unless I'm missing something? Do we have a stats guy? We yeah, I'm sorry that I that I made a one joke of those about three. Andy no, 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 I just no, no, I did good, love Andy We're Rod. just like you know, there's nothing wrong. My favorite tennis, tennis player that, of you know, all time. I just remember you being all Andy and and Andy USA. I also I also loved Murray because they said like, oh, you won like the the most like. Not even like uh, it was like open or championships or just championships in general. And he's like, well, I think Serena and Venus have more than me because yeah. it was like a whole thing where they're like, oh, you got the most. And he was like, yeah, I mean, maybe for men, but for women, they <laughs> yeah, blow yeah. me out. Of the- he's always which- been cool. He's Which I was like, cool the, yeah, guy. like I was yeah. like the show love for that. Because I mean, if you want to talk about great American, oh, right. yeah, Serena, well, well, yeah, oh god, yes. they're in a different oh, stratosphere. Yeah. Serena Williams, of course, is far and away the greatest woman's tennis player. It's uh, not even yeah. close. I just mean a of American tennis player. I mean, I, yeah. tennis, but. I just mean a, of American yeah. men, right? Yeah. Who, I'm not. I can't because like, even since Roddick for yeah. Serena, like uh, just a one thing with that, like greatest tennis player probably ever. Because she won a major when she was like seven months pregnant which <laughs> is which is insane yeah, so. no she which is insane like to do to win a major already is insane and then to do it with like Wait, that deep pregnant pregnant. At all. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. that's it's crazy yeah. absolutely crazy absolutely so we've we've hit men's tennis which i didn't think we would think we go to, to tennis, that. But all right well yeah. it was a perfect segue from basketball to tennis how that right. went they both have nets Mike. yeah they both they have, have nets. that's how we work here it's seeming now going to seamless too i just want two more things and then we have to end this Thank God. Uh, Steven? Yeah. A quick one-minute West Side Story. Oh, you saw good. the movie. Good. Give me a review. Good. Okay. The kid, the, 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 the did you ever see the original? Yeah, I saw the original. The what two, was better? Oh, uh, well, it's the, it's West Side Story. Same you movie. know what I mean? It, it's songs just, all the same? So all, songs all the same. Maria? I, I'll say this. I Like to Be in America. The, I did not know that the... Forget That Boy he Killed Your Brother. Great songs. I had never heard of the the lead actress before because right. i don't pay yeah, attention yeah. to too much she yeah. was very new to me phenomenal voice so i didn't i didn't have an opinion of her but i knew of the ansel fella beautiful singing voice beautiful singing voice so you know unfortunately it's the same ending i was kind of holding out hope that like maybe mm. it would be it would we, we'd be that. happier you know but, you know wouldn't. the original with natalie wood Fantastic. She yeah. was fantastic. You know, Rita Moreno Mar- Mar- was in it. Was was in this one as well. Also fantastic in her part. Um, that so was good. Gra- that was groundbreaking too because you I, had- I should have said spoiler alert. It does end the same. Excuse me. Spoiler alert. It does end the same way as the original. It, it, it can't be any other way. I was hoping maybe it's twenty twenty one. We can because that's we, a they could not kill each other. Yeah, that's know, a heartbreaker. You, know. you gotta. You I, there gotta was a little that. bit of me that was like maybe little holding out. Little, yeah, I was a little hard, but well, it is a tearjerker. It's a tough movie. Now, yeah, your uncle tough. Steve was in that. Yes. I was uh, in that play, but then I uh, left for ROTC reasons. Wow. Yeah. Conflict yeah. of interest. So you Conflict. left your team. Basically, so you are a guy who would leave their team then. Well, no, my team he was ROTC. My, my yeah. team was ROTC. Oh, and, and who were you? What was the Benedetto? Oh, okay. wow. Benedetto. Benedetto. One other thing, and then we'll end it on this. Tomorrow is Frank Sinatra's birthday. He'd be 106. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And I just want to say that he. there's a story that was told, like, um, by a comic that worked with Tom Dries, and he said, Frank, why do you always wear a tux every time you perform? And he said, because I wear it for kings and queens, but 
I also wear it for the truck driver who's saving up money to take his wife to see me. They're just as important to me as a king and queen. So knowing you were a fashion... And that's why Zach wears it. And that's why you get dressed all the time. But that was the way Sinatra felt. That, hey, look. He's a Jersey guy, right? Whatever you... Jersey guy. Whatever you feel about Frank, you know, off off He wrote the greatest song ever about the greatest city. And you have to... Chicago? He didn't write it. He didn't write it. Well, excuse me. Yes, Liza Minnelli. I apologize. Well, he his rendition it. of New York, New York is the best song and about New York. My kind of town, Chicago. Well, you know, like Empire State of Mind. Empire nice. State of Mind is great. Alicia right. Keys. Jason. Empire <laughs> State of Mind is great. And Alicia Keys is a big fan of the podcast, so I don't want to upset sure. her either. But I mean, come on. No, I mean, of course, the skyline. I think you know when you every Yankee win. It, what are we playing? Yeah, when it's played in the right context, oh, too, it brings like it. Come on, it's one of those oh, yeah. songs. It's it's that voice along with it. You know, it, it's a perfect when perfect match. It's that's like my way that Anchor Paul Anchor wrote for him. It's it's amazing. It's like in the context if you hear uh, like the drums before "America the Beautiful" by Ray Charles. Oh yeah, you get choked up. You know, what absolutely. I'm saying? Like, when if you like, because I listen to it a lot, New York, New York, but in the right context. It could totally oh, choke totally you up. Totally blow you away. The way, to me, America the Beautiful by Ray Charles, when you hear the, the drums yeah, start yeah. off. One of the See, best voices. I mean, like Frank Sinatra, think whatever, you know what I mean? Well, the guy listen, can sing. Fra- the guy Sinatra, can sing. And that's, I'm going I, out on a limb there. You but. know that I, I love Frank Dean, Sinatra. You love Frank. Frank? I mean, Frank is probably my favorite all-time artist. You know, uh, but I, I think that also, too, he was way ahead of times so a lot of stuff when it was really not cool to be doing stuff. Adultery, he yeah, he was way ahead of times. <laughs> hey, 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 Never yeah. really adultery. Well, wasn't he arrested for adultery? He was uh, arrested for what was called used, was salation. And his and the he, he was not married, she was, and she, the husband. I, I just yeah. know that he was arrested That's, for that. Yeah. That's that all. Was, no, no, no. He got jammed yeah. up. No, he got Frank. He got jammed. But he's because a, he was Frank Sinatra. That's yeah. yeah. He, no, he. He's one thing I want to segue back to hockey for one Absolutely, second. Absolutely, Mike. I because you no, it's because it also this kind of Zach. I know you shared like this story on Facebook, but remember there was this uh, kid. He's got to be like eight years old. He's like playing youth hockey and he wears a suit before every game. Yes. And yeah. they uh, asked him, "Why do you wear a suit?" And he's like, because you never know who's watching. So he said <laughs> yeah. that, which was great. That's and I thought cool. that was a, it, it ties cool. in heavily no, to the Frank Sinatra. I but, thought you were going to say Frank Sinatra is a great hockey player. Mike. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> he he might have been. But he I want to, because I want to hold you to this before we end, we can yes, end on this, absolutely. is you said before the I, start I of the podcast. I with that, Mike. You were Colorado gonna, yeah. is going to beat the Rangers in the Stanley Cup in six Why games. would you put that evil out in the universe? Well, he's, you I want, because you know why? Well, you know, I want it out there because every time I pick the Rangers to win they don't so I thought they would beat the Kings line. when they played the Kings I you know said, I haven't no been way the same hockey the fan since then that was I, gut I, 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 that killed me and I, I haven't I thought there was I thought then. the Rangers are going to beat the Kings if I said there's no way this Kings team is going to beat this Ranger team it's just it's not it's not in the cards it's going to do it I didn't realize Lundqvist was going to let in an easy goal like that. Yeah. That's my fault. The only one who know. showed up for the finals. But <laughs> now that I know that Hank is doing what he's doing, he's healthy. God bless him. I love the man. And Not I think, as good as Mike Richter. I think Mike Richter's going to talk to the Rangers goalies and say, when you see that puck coming at you, you got to stop. Well, you know yes. who you should got to make the stop. You well, know who, so who I'm saying the Rangers will not, but they're going to get there. That's good. 
They, Reagan's, they, uh, Reagan's will lose in six real quick. Yeah, and then you know Igor in a suit and would, should coach the Rangers. What? Marcus Freeman. Marcus, Marcus Freeman. Freeman. I thought you were going to say Mike or Zach because no, yeah. they, you know, I could see Mike. You three got. You know what? Hockey players, first of all, are the best dressed of all the sports. Uh, I would say that because you know what? They stay in that style. They don't. They're not as outlandish as some some player. But I think hockey players dress. Well, let me put it this way. Ranger hockey players dress really well. They always have the There's best There's something suits. about that dark blue suit for the Rangers you that they wear. You can't beat it. They look great. They look great. I, I got to say that. So we're ending it on Frank. I can't. Well, I mean, listen, I, I, we could go on for another hour about Frank. I'm, I'm dumbfounded, but I'll, I'll let it be. I just no, yeah. for something else. A little, no, I mean, I, I can do something. You want to say dozens about Frank? of stories. He's just an awesome guy. You're a Rat Packer. Rat Packer. Great guy. I mean, like, listen. Yeah. But, like, he, he wouldn't. He did a lot to. For desegregation, he did a lot. He took a lot of stands. Uh, look up the house I live in. He won a special Oscar for that. Mm-hmm. Way, way ahead of his time. Really, really, really interesting guy. His version of Old Man River. His version of Old Man River, which he sang for as a request for Martin Luther King on his birthday. That was so like he, he Frank, was, rest in peace, Bob Dole. Yeah, great American. Great, 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 great American. Great American, Bob Dole. Rest in peace. Rest in Bob peace. Dole. And we've got Frank 106. Bob Dole was what, 98? 98. Yeah. So, talk about heroism. Look at Rob <laughs> Dole in Please. World War II. Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the guy sitting around his table, too, though. Let's not forget uh, you know, yeah. all, all we've yeah. done. With Brewster was never under any kind of attacks or anything while Zach was in ROTC. So, true. I think that should be that also noted. Yep. You never felt safer for those, what, four years? Four years. Of ROTC. He tried for a fifth, but they wouldn't he went, allow it. He went for, he wanted he went for he five. Want, yeah. He wanted to come back for the fifth year, but they said, sorry, uh, Zach. I want to be uh, ROTC emeritus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. So so ends our podcast. And our uh, the holidays are coming uh, in, what, 13 days? Well, 14 days. It's Christmas oh, and Zach's birthday, Stephen's birthday. So... Hopefully we can get one in before then, but uh, if not, I think we'll have to do a, a, a holiday. Do a Christmas. A we can holiday. do one when you're here. Yeah, happy holidays. Yeah, yes, Christmas but we're, Merry Christmas to everyone.